Welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers? Spooky season. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about let the right one in and softly let me in. That's yeah, what the remake. Yeah. yeah, the remake. Uh, by I was director really confused by that. <laughs> Thomas Alfredson? Alfredson. Alfredson. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Batman's. Got you. So, but the son. Of. The son of Alfred. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alfred's son. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm oh, Kenny. this is Paul Damien. <laughs> that's right. And I'm Kenny. Yeah. And sorry. that's what we're talking about. Sorry, yeah. I jumped the gun over our names, but that's, that's okay. Right. That's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> Who cares matter. about us? Exactly. Yeah. You're here for the movies. <laughs> um, no, yeah, this is a Swedish movie. It's directed by, yeah, Thomas Alfredson. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the dry erase board, uh, which Kenny got, and it's brilliant. I love that we have this now, so we're not, like, scrambling to look through our fucking phones. Um, speaking of which, should I read the IMD synopsis for it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, do it. Okay, let me go ahead and scramble through my phone real quick oh my (laughs) gosh all right so the imd synopsis is oscar an overlooked and bullied boy finds love and revenge through ellie a beautiful but peculiar girl perfect uh that's written by unknown well unknown anonymous writes the best i know get on imdb claim that shit my man yeah homie i want to email you because you know the movies the the right words (laughs) you may be unknown but you know um so yeah i mean this movie is uh just under two hours Mm -hmm. i believe it's an hour and 55 minutes an hour and 55 i Mm -hmm. think the remake is even shorter nope an hour and 56 i was wrong wow Um, assholes they're like our movies a minute (laughs) we're gonna get a minute longer (laughs) so the this movie originally came out in 2008 oh actually Before we get really deep into yeah. it, I wanted to do a little something. Ooh. Um, a so little, little bit of something? A little bit of something. What are we doing? I'm going to see if it even still exists. There used to be a YouTube video that I was genuinely irked by. Like, I could not watch or listen to. And it was too scary for me. Oh. Ooh, and spooky. now I kind of want to challenge myself to, to see to if I can it. <laughs> experience it now. Because this was about five, six years ago that I literally could not make it through the entire video. Interesting. And what it's is called it? 33 Screaming Frogs. Oh, my gosh. Is it really 33 just screaming frogs? Because I were, yeah. Is it oh, later? my God. I love these. So there's two of them. I, I like, guess I guess it became a meme at one point because someone obviously frogs. remade it. I believe this is the original because this is from five years ago. Is it loud? But it's only 14 seconds long. That can't be right. Um, I don't know if it's loud. That's the thing. I want to see if I can re- like watch this, and I think it would be funny to listen to <laughs> I it. love Screaming Frogs. I, really <laughs> I, I, I think I, they're I, hilarious. I wish I wouldn't have known the title before just hearing the video. <laughs> yeah, you should have just put it. You shouldn't have fucking told us. The because name. you would have played it and I'd have been like, what is this nightmare <laughs> I'm hearing right now? I would have known. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play the video. This is three minutes and 14 seconds of go. 33 Screaming Frogs. I'm fine. Frankly, I can't do it. I fucking can't do it. Take the headphones. He looks like Kermit the Frog. Oh my god! Let's see who can go the longest. It's literally the fucking scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Kenny, Kenny, it looks just like Kermit. It looks just like Kermit. (laughs) Oh my god! He's letting all the air out. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, dude, seriously? <laughs> seriously, this is, like, making me... <laughs> fucking... No, don't do it. Oh, that didn't... <laughs> oh, my God. It's so loud. Come here, you hoe. Oh, God. She called it a hoe. Oh my god. My the veins on my neck are sticking out. Yeah, no. I'm, you can stop it. I can't breathe. Oh my god. Okay, so I made it about a minute and four seconds in. Go Ian. Okay. I think next year I'll have to try again. Now, next year? Literally well, during our, you know, spooky <laughs> episodes. During our frog episodes. Oh god. Literally, that's... I don't know what it is. I'm not afraid of frogs. I thought because of that video I was afraid of frogs, but I'm not. I'm not. I just don't like it when they fucking scream. scream. Amber I can't stand it either. She freaks the fuck out. Have you ever seen a, a toad or something scream in person? No. It's, it's pretty horrifying. It's more because it's, hilarious. it's, it's just like that. You, it's startling. The noise doesn't... Make you, sense? Yeah, to you, you're, it's like it can't be coming out of that. That mm. amount of noise can't be coming out of this small mm. thing right now. It's like wild to hear them like, like fucking yell. Right now, I'm subconsciously terrified that there's one around my feet right now <laughs> on the floor. Like, I, this, I don't know what it is. Like, I've seen videos where they sound like like small children screaming. Oh, God. So, I, I can't. Like I just in somebody's backyard. Well, I got a fun story from my, my youth okay. I would love to throw into all of this because it's completely relevant to that, which is that my uncle, who mm-hmm. was pretty redneck, you know, he grew mm-hmm. up, you know, he's pretty country. I guess that's a better oh, word to call it. I should it. turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had a pond on his property, and so I would mm-hmm. have to clean it sometimes, oh, which yeah. would mean literally wading out there and pulling cattails from it, but he would get bullfrogs in it oh, all the time, yeah. and they're right. like that. When you grab a bullfrog, they scream oh, bloody God. murder it's a defense mechanism and yeah. so what my uncle would literally do though is he wouldn't kill him he would literally just grab him and while they were screaming he would chunk them <laughs> into the forest that's like, and so they like they the would, doppler effect so i would get this fun exactly <laughs> I, I have a, a very vivid memory of this happening multiple times too this wasn't even just one bullfrog i got this experience with where he would grab them and toss them and they would scream <laughs> All the way down, all the way into the forest, like the fucking rainbow. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And so, literally, that is what that brought to my just mind. Rah! I can, I can hear him just fading in the distance. Rah! Oh my god! See, so, I like that a lot better. <laughs> I have a bunch of horrible noise memories from hanging oh out with my, my uncle. So, but that's Holy definitely one of them. Shit. Yeah. So he never, you would say he never let one in the pond? He never let one in the pond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never, never, never let the right let one, one in, in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the one, one that doesn't <laughs> scream. <Yeah. laughs> but he'd do it with turtles too. He'd throw them like frisbees. Oh, that makes That's me upset. Up. That pisses me off. <laughs> but I fucking love, no, I love turtles. Well, they're vermin just like anything. No, they I they love get in their pond, they, they stop your fish from being able to like, they're, eat or survive. Um, they're invasive. They're very turtles? invasive. Yeah, okay. But I still love them. Both those species are, you know? Well, I thought... But at least he wasn't killing him. He's just giving him a chance, you know. He's like, be free. He was like, he was like, you can fly now. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to bear that video. I didn't realize how terrifying it would be for me again. It was so fucking loud. <laughs> Maybe that didn't help. We have we have such good headphones, and it was so loud. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe that didn't help. Um, but let's talk about the movie. All right, God let's get into it. the let the right one in. Um, so yeah, no, this is a movie. This is a very limited cast, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Um, takes place in Sweden. I had watched the the remake beforehand, a day beforehand, 
Okay. Because like you were saying, Paul Damien, in a previous episode, which this is also a, a theory that I've always wanted to practice, mm -hmm. which is absorb the, in quotes, lesser version first. Right. So you're not let down by it when you watch the better version later. Mm -hmm. Um or vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? For, well, yeah, don't watch the best one first, then you're like bummed out trying to watch the lesser version right. after the fact. Right. And one difference that I can very easily say is that the American version, the remake, is dark as all hell. As yeah. to where this movie was sparkling white. Surprising, like a surprising amount okay, of Okay, that's something I also wanted to talk about. Yeah. There's so many... For... for somewhat of a horror like a kind of love horror uh, mm -hmm. film um there is a surprising amount of moments that just seem kind of serene and peaceful mm -hmm. in the movie I like think, i yeah. i i really enjoyed that because there was a lot of like high points in the movie and just like high and just all sorts of different ways yeah and then when it started to dull you would get these beautiful serene uh scenes where you could just take a look at it and enjoy it with Having, not having to read subtitles or anything. They're not talking too much. You're just watching the movie at this point. Yeah, it's almost like a beautiful, like, uh, photograph, framed photograph inside of, mm -hmm. like, I, I, an Ikea is a bad term because literally that's from Sweden. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, it's just this, yeah. <laughs> like, still image. The cinematography in, in the original is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I want to say to that, um, to the cinematographer and the director of this mm -hmm. movie, of uh, the original, um, good job. <laughs> Great job. Great job. job. Yeah, great job. <laughs> what about you, Kenny? How do you feel about how the movie looked? No, it looked fantastic, and you're right. It was, I mean, I kind of wish I would have watched the remake to mm -hmm. get that, mm -hmm. that vibe, because there's a handful of things I do remember from the, having experienced the remake years ago. Right. Um, but I wish I could have seen that to see how jarring that effect was, because I can see that, once again, in my opinion, goes right back to, like, the Americanizing of films. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. like the, it's America's choice to, like, prioritize intensity and action and in or like in, in grit versus taking these times to have like these beautiful serene moments like you said where you know i we saw it in uh, the unforgiven you know mm -hmm, where right. you got these much greater moments of just like pure visual just like take it all in and that was a huge chunk of this movie a lot of it didn't need exposition or dialogue for you to understand what's going on when we see the we'll call him the father you right. know go out for that first murder you don't you we under we're, we're right there we understand what's going on why he's doing what he's doing mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. um and it's been without any real talking on it you know what i mean yeah. i thought that was so beautifully done i think he picked the shittiest ways to try to yeah. kill people in that fucking movie <laughs> Dude, i agree because he knows never successfully kills anyone from what we see right, right. or well, he, he successfully he, kills them yeah. but he doesn't actually get the blood right well, the first person he kills and he doesn't kill the other person that he tries to kill uh, which so, I mean in the remake is like crazy mm -hmm. how it happens because like, he does it in a vehicle right he's like dude, strangles oh, them in cars the second he, killing yeah he lays in their back seat I remember that mm -hmm. yes that was one thing re watching this one I remembered from the original and I was like that was kind of a better idea on how you could mm -hmm. get a guy get, get somebody yeah because yeah. he, he gets the first kill from hiding in the back of the car as mm -hmm. well in both of them it, in the remake, yeah. both of the ki the kids that he managed to kind of get, yeah. or at least kill, um, were in the backseat of a car. It's just the second car managed to flip off of the hill. That's right. And roll. And that's when he pours the acid on his face. Um, which so it is the same. He does it's the same, same thing. Shit. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. curious about that, too, because I, th I, for some reason, thought he like set himself on fire or got lit on fire somehow no, yeah. in, in the remake versus just 
the graphicness of having to hide your face. Can you imagine, like, to hide... That's how much you care about this little girl who, I mean, in the remake, I don't know if you guys remember, Mm -hmm. they explicitly show how they know each other, or mm-hmm. more so than this is very yeah. amb- mm-hmm. ambiguity. I love the ambiguity of this yes. movie. I think it succeeds where the American version decided to be much more outright and be like, oh, he's, he was little when they met. Did you put it all together? <laughs> yeah. Did you put it all together? Because yeah. we did it for you there anyway. You yeah. know, I was like, ah, you know, we're at- exactly. it's like that's, it, it's obvious if you just watch the movie and they don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be pointed out. Um, it's funny because pretty early on, uh, Ashley was able, my fiance was able to pick out that they have a strange relationship, the dad and the, mm-hmm. the, daughter. the daughter. Yeah. Um, Ellie, 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 Ellie and the father. Cause I don't think he's even named. We, we just know him as the so father. Either, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, I, I like, I wanted her to be more steeped in mystery than just automatically like thinking something was up so i was like maybe it has something to do with them being swedish or something you know i, I like played into it like trying to like let Did she her not watch the original with you she didn't watch the, the ori- she yeah. didn't watch the remake with me just right. the original just the original um which uh, at the time of recording this it's on hulu mm-hmm. so go check it out did okay. she like it she did like it a lot yeah cool the the original um because she didn't watch the remake. yeah yeah well like you guys she probably saw it 11 years ago mm-hmm. do you, would you say that that's probably when you guys saw the remake because it came out 2010 i've seen it multiple times okay i've maybe so, seen it twice too yeah I, I would say like three times but they were like so far spread apart mm-hmm. that i i barely even remember them now right. you know like think maybe the last time i saw the movie was probably like six or seven years ago at least that's fair so oh, I, I know i definitely watched it in the last two years oh, oh okay and that wasn't my first time watching it i just had rewatched it not super long right ago you know so um i really liked both versions mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i do like the the matt matt reeves directed the uh, remake remake okay, so the, the guy American who's making version. the batman movie right now oh okay he did the american version so that's why it's so much darker mm-hmm. yes because he was already he was like this kid's gonna be batman <laughs> <laughs> this is, he gonna grow up to be robert pattinson yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben um, affleck uh, be, uh, christian bale let's just name all them of all. Them. All <laughs> michael keen adam go. west who are we missing yeah, we're missing Val somebody. Kilmer. Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Damn it. George, George Clooney. Clooney. Batman uh, forever, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like Val Kilmer's Batman. Um, I No, I like his Bruce Wayne. I don't like his Batman. I think it was Keaton for me. Keaton is yeah, Keaton's Sub-Zero. Yeah. Or Sub-Zero. No. Uh, Dr. Freeze. No, that one was, that was George, George Clooney. Oh, George Clooney. Yeah, he's Keaton. the one with the nipples. <laughs> Keaton the did the, the first two. He did the right. ones with Tim Burton. I like George he's Clooney's the, He's nipples. the meme. Yeah. It's because he couldn't yeah. move his fucking right. neck. I watched the Val documentary talks on that and how oh. Val Kilmer couldn't move or hear anything in the bat suit. And I thought that was crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine all the scenes he had you had to do in that? Because it's suit? such a thick cow, and he can't hear anything. You oh, literally, it's like, he, it's he, like skin tight. Yeah, it's oh, so tight. Yeah. It was so tight on the ears. It's so thick. He literally could not hear. You couldn't talk to him right in front of him and him hear you in that bat suit. I could imagine I was like, him just like a whole fucking movie like that. Just like what? <laughs> what <laughs> and he made the joke he's like you know i always wanted to be you know just like any kid i always wanted to be batman but I, it turns out i didn't want to play batman in a movie and that's the difference you know and i was like that's, that's such a good yeah you know it's like how could you be mad you got to be batman like, no i didn't <laughs> i got to play him in a movie which is me standing around in a super thick rubber suit unable to move yeah. so i did months. not get to catch the joker <laughs> so no <laughs> but anyway um no, I mean, all I was saying was that Matt Reeves directed the... Yeah, remake. sorry. I, I <laughs> but Matt Reeves directed the original, yeah. Uh, no, the remake. Any relation the, to Christopher Reeves? 
No. <laughs> it, what's breaking my brain is that these movies came out only two years apart. And yeah. That, that yeah. also surprised that, me that, that the was, Americans were crazy. like, we need to make this darker and better in our own way right now. You know? Yeah. That's such a quick Because like, they really could have waited uh, and probably made even more money when they released it overseas like yeah. released this version like even America. later on i think if they had oh, waited like even like it, another given the original two, time to yeah. grow as its own even thing. another two or three years or fuck it just wait 10 years after the movie came out because that's usually when people start building that nostalgia yeah. you know so um i remember around the time the remake was coming out i was already hearing people say oh the original's really fucking good i hope they don't fuck it up right and I was like, how have you seen the original? It's Swedish. And how could they fuck it up? Like, I was just, it, 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 this, I was still in high school. Yeah. So, like, I was still just very much like, I don't, I don't get. There's like, no, you can't see movies from over there. <laughs> no, but, it, you, but yeah. it was just like, suddenly, like, I was surrounded by movie snobs. That's what I think was confusing. Yeah. It was like, how do they, how do you know that it's better? You don't have a palette yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> you said 2010, right? Yeah. So I was like, you were in 10th grade. Yeah. 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 I would, I'm I'm still fucking naive sometimes, dude. <laughs> so I was way more naive back then. Like, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and what I'll say now that we have both products, I don't think they fucked it up. I yeah. think they made very American stylistic choices mm-hmm. in the way they did it slightly differently. But I overall think they are uh, two two halves of a very similar coin. Yeah, you know where I think mm-hmm. we could pull much more differences between the two Unforgiven movies and how you know even though they also had like twenty years apart from each other, right? Which is something, but you they're know, the same movie. But like they're scene they're more scene. Beat, beat for beat than I yeah. think these. You think are. so? A little bit. Interesting. Yeah. I think the two Unforgiven, the original and the remake, is more beat for beat, almost to the minute feeling whenever you're watching. Yeah. It than these two are because there is a lot of differences there is a lot of changes but there are surprisingly a lot of dialogue that is like verbatim like between these two as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i mean it 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 is kind of a mixed bag it's just a cultural change it it is a huge cultural Cultural change change. because like um both movies open up with our main kid they're both named differently like i think uh, ellie's name is abby in mm-hmm. the remake and oscar's name is owen owen yeah and so owen i don't like that yeah <laughs> i think oscar was i think he could have still been named oscar because he's Wilson? a weird little kid yeah <laughs> oh no. just name him oscar but spell it with the c instead of a k <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but um the both movies open up with him shirtless with a knife like yeah. mimicking Squeal. mimicking the bully yes because in there's oh there's another underlining thing I'll talk about later but um in the remake he's wearing like a translucent like uh uh Frankenstein mask oh is he and it's like what the fuck is this for <laughs> there's just so like many changes it, maybe That's, it makes him feel stronger yeah it's yeah like, Frankenstein strong <laughs> but it's literally transparent like it just you looks can like see his face through it it looks like fogged glass but it looks like the shape of Frankenstein that's face. actually kind of badass it's it's it is badass but it's also extremely off-putting when you first see it because you're like is it a bunch of scotch tape is <laughs> did he it... make this himself yeah, yeah. You know what that kind of reminds me of there's some molds like in the shape of Frankenstein's heads mm-hmm. that you can um, grow pumpkins oh. in so you in case it's a casing mm-hmm. wow. where you put it over a pumpkin and then over the course of its life it just grows and Into fits the shape. mold yeah. and so when you take it out you have a little Frankenstein's head 
What? You haven't seen those Facebook videos? I haven't. That's crazy. You do that with all sorts of fruits. Yeah, they do it with like lie. tomatoes and shit. I won't lie. I've been not on Facebook a whole lot lately. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> it they really sounded like somebody was in the background. See, now, I really wish I would rewatch the the, the, original. the, re, the remake. Oh yeah, me too. Because yeah, I keep trying to. I'm, say yeah, that. I know we keep fucking that up. Um, I'm genuinely now a little bummed that I didn't because I thought I remembered it a little bit well enough. Too. Yeah, I guess. So. Well, so this movie does. I I could see where like Matt Reeves or or studio heads would have been watching this movie and being like. This is really good, but I know what would make it scarier. I know what it would. I would know what would make That's it creepier. In a mask. That's more yeah. than what they were trying to hit. Exactly. Then the mm-hmm. you can tell this movie um, let the right one in. It's more trying to hit on the love aspect of the this kind of like, I guess, almost fantasy right um, um, part of it. And the Americanized version, I feel like when I watched it at least was like you said, trying to lean more towards the scary horror side. Right. Exactly. No, this movie let the right one in, which I wish we had a better explanation for that title. I'm not sure why there is a one. Because there's a singular. Well, well, we do get a wrong one. That is a big oh, difference okay. in the original, mm-hmm. I guess, is that we do actually get a wrong one slightly, which would be the woman she bites and doesn't manage to oh. kill entirely. Okay. <laughs> that, okay. I get what you mean. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Um, we get the wrong one to let in, basically. But uh, that's no, a I mean, call. that's a... Yeah, it's like I think it maybe is going back to the the rule we get throughout the whole thing is that she can't enter anywhere right. without permission. And the way they did that in my absolute favorite throughout the whole oh, movie dude. is when the father is burned from uh-huh. the acid and can't she like is at the window and he's like I can't I can't talk and so she's forced to take care of him like right there Outside. at the windowsill yeah. and so mm-hmm. he's like falls through i thought that was so brilliantly done you know like way to take that rule and then like, have fun with it you know what mm-hmm. i mean and be like oh well he can't talk so he can't physically let her in so they have to figure this out in a different way so i thought you were going to talk about the other part where he challenges it and is like come on just yeah he's like just <laughs> come in just and come. he doesn't invite he doesn't actually say it and so she walks in and she just starts fucking bleeding from I everywhere she's gonna like implode you know or something yeah. like she's about to like explode from the inside you know yeah. she's like pressure like crushing her or something which is yeah. just like insane to me that there's some sort of mystical force mm-hmm. that's killing her you know yeah, i thought that was kind of cool it i've always wondered how that works like it how what dignifies someone's home you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's what a are threshold the, of your door yeah i know but but then the hospital room what yeah. if what if the whole back wall is gone or what mm-hmm. if like three out of four walls is gone or what if it's not legally owned by the guy you know what i mean like what what are the boundaries of that room? or what if you live in the house but the vampire somehow owns the house can they come in that would actually be a brilliant thing for a vampire to do. Be like a real estate agent? real estate oh. owner, or like a like own an apartment complex or something. And they're all mine. Yeah, yeah, they're all my houses. Vacancy. I got a. New, I had dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, the Johnsons just randomly up and moved. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's that's a pretty brilliant get around for the, a vampire. Let's but, let's write that comic book. Dude, oh my god, uh-huh. just a short vampire um, a hotel. Short yeah. Oh my oh, god. Or a hotel would be even better because yeah. it's such temporary stays. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. He just to. comes in through the mirror like every time, like, oh, that's a good There's idea. There's a whole staff of them. Yeah. That's just it. It's an entire staff of vampires that run and own oh, the hotel, God. and it's how they get by. Dude, oh my gosh. He owns it. 
<laughs> but um i mean i feel like that rule is so necessary when it comes to vampires because it's, mm-hmm. a, it's the only thing that balances them out yeah. because if they could just go anywhere they fucking wanted to nobody would be safe you right, know they're yeah. fucking stealth monsters you know i i like the fact that um in most like vampire lore and stuff like that mm-hmm. um they can't even come in to the house they yeah. can't even there's like something keeping them out but I like that in Let the Right One In, they challenge she it. can come in, mm-hmm. but it'll yeah, it kill her. There's yeah. a punishment for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a punishment for it. So that makes so much more sense than um, them fucking miming at the door. Like, I can't come in, you know? <laughs> or like which, something like throwing them back out yeah. of the room or something. Yeah. <laughs> which um, which is another thing that Oscar kind of makes fun of that. Yeah. Where he like he's starts like, flicking he's... the air and, and like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like gestures for her to come in when he's yeah. challenging her. Look, this is Oscar phenomenal. Uh, slapping the imaginary wall. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that sound so much. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, yeah, no. It, this movie is so. Actually, I'll save this for the second half. Okay. We're almost coming up to the coming break. up to that. Um, but I mean, no, this. There was so much in this movie that I felt like you were saying was so much more serene mm-hmm. as to where the American version, it obviously had to reach a certain market. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. Which one is the right one to let in? Me? Oh, fuck. Is it me? Hey, guys. And we're back. Kathy, I can't wait. I have to take a bite of this panini. Mm. More we're like that about- manini. Oh, oh shit! shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing I really wanted to mention about this movie mm-hmm. is it feels more art house, mm-hmm. and that was something that Ashley and I kind of talked about after we watched it, where she was kind of like, she made a good point that I feel like I kind of developed a counterpoint, which was that in order for these movies to make any kind of splashes or waves foreign movies specifically Mm -hmm. in America is for them to be boundary breaking in some sort of artistic sense. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just like, let's say they had made, uh, let me in the American version. Right. But obviously on a much smaller budget, it wouldn't have looked as great. It wouldn't have felt as good. And I feel like it would have just been another flash in the pan. Kind of how Let Me In was kind of here in America. Right. And so I, I feel like that's the only reason we're very aware of this this book. or I mean, this movie. movie. It was a book. But is because of its impeccable cinematography and stuff like that. And, um, and it's only um, American of us to make it more... Gritty. Gritty. Darker. Yeah. yeah. Turn the lights down low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd agree with that. And uh, I think watching this movie, like I watched it with Myra, who is not into mm-hmm. stuff like this. Um, and I think why she enjoyed it and was so intrigued by it is because it's such a such a visually stimulating film. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways I think it, for me, it was like visually <laughs> stimulating in like the softest of ways is anytime we really get to see Ellie's like vampire Esqueness, you know, whether it be right. her jumping from the top of the jungle gym behind when Oscar's not even paying right. attention, she just kind of like floats down, and it's done so in the background that you have to be paying attention to have even noticed that it was unnatural and mm. the there level, was, the speed in which she landed. You know, there was times where I would have to go back and be like, "Where did she, where did she come from?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, and then like the that even reminds me of like 
Go ahead. The hospital scene where she's like climbing up the fucking oh, side of the wall. Yeah. When I was like, did you see her? Like, and literally yeah. the nurse was like looking. I was like, do you see her? And she's like, I see her. <laughs> she started crawling again. And I was like, that's so good. But um, even like we get, she's constantly making like teeth or like kind of like a small growling noise. If you mm-hmm. notice yeah. throughout the whole movie. Almost purring. She, yeah. She's almost like purring or like clicking her teeth together, which I thought like if you had big old vampire teeth, you'd be kind of always clinking them together. And that was something that we never got explained directly to us but would understand throughout the film there was several scenes where the lights got turned off and you get to see that she has like cat eyes mm-hmm. you know there was those night vision but once again it's never like done in a way where it's like oh my god look at her eyes it's right. just done very casually like well that's how her eyes would be you know and i thought those very subtle cinematographer choices or you know choice make this movie so grand and yeah. instead of being like here's your fucking vampire it was yeah. like look, look in the background yeah. yeah you know like she's she's back there being creepy you know i liked a lot of the subtleties in this movie that the subtleties in this movie are probably my favorite thing mm-hmm. about this movie exactly one oh, of yeah. my favorite ones is like when they um show for like maybe a second and a half two seconds um when they're like looking at ellie's face mm-hmm. and then it changes to her being really fucking old oh yeah. oh yeah and then it goes right back to her and you hear her talking and when it changed to her being old, it's obviously an older woman mm-hmm. talking, yeah. and then it goes back to a younger woman talking. And that part was just so beautifully done. Yeah, I um, agree. There's so much part, so many things in this movie, like you were saying, that are just done in the background, and that which, that's what makes this movie so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because th- this movie's really like artsy mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, and that's not the really the type of movie I care to watch. Yeah, <laughs> but I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. It was so captivating in so many ways, and I think one of the things was uh, like we keep bringing it up, but the serenity of the movie it yeah. just kept you in it. You know, the uh, her apartment, her the one that she uh-huh. shared with her father mm-hmm. was so like fucking odd. It was just such a neat. It was so set. normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the walls had like these, this design. I don't know if it was a wallpaper because it looked very reflective, but it was like uh-huh. marble. But if the black in the marble was red mm-hmm. and like the, like obviously she had like all these puzzles and like things that were old and like expensive. And it was just so interesting to see how they live. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and then obviously there's a bunch of things thefted from the yeah. people that they had killed have killed over the years. Yeah. Like the money she <laughs> right. brings up. I liked her sleeping situation a lot. Mm. Like a, what would be, I would consider like a modern mm. coffin style, you know what I yeah. mean? To just cover up a bathtub because that's obviously perfectly good solid walls on all sides. Yeah. Um, so that whole part where he's, you know, to talk on that a little bit, the whole that fucking guy was the dumbest person I've ever seen in an entire movie ever. <laughs> I wish we had his name on the board because it was, honestly, that dude was a fucking moron. It was, was like, Jacques. It was Jacques. No, no, Yoke or whatever his name was. That mm-hmm. was his best friend that had died. Oh, that's I right. I thought his name was Jacques his name was well. Locke, I think, or or maybe Either I way. thought Locke was his friend that died and he was Jacques. I think it was, was the first, I think Jacques was the one that got killed. I think first versa then. Yoke Their names Yoke. were basically the same, just two letters two letters. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I just I thought every decision that man made throughout the entire movie was incredibly <laughs> stupid. It was like he wanted to die. Yeah. Um, how did y'all feel about the um the woman? I think her name was Gina? The or, one that got yeah, turned. Virginia or, or something. Virginia. Yeah, her name was like Ginya or something yeah. like that. Um, uh, the cat how'd scene. Feel? Dude, the fucking, the fucking cat, cat scene. scene. So that doesn't happen in the remake. No. And when it I happened. why not. <laughs> when it happened in this movie, I was flabbergasted. I was like, holy fuck. Because I saw all of them like hissing and getting mm-hmm. like 
like scared yeah. or like getting into attack position but I was like they're not gonna like jump her are they <laughs> and then they fucking they jump her dude and that was intense it was <laughs> incredible yeah what well, I, frankly that's maybe <laughs> one of the best scenes I've seen like what I ever. wanted to talk about <laughs> it was more incredible on, uh-huh. and, and I, I'm sorry that I'm cutting it short on the no, cat that's fine, scene that's but, fine the cat scene that's something you have to go YouTube please yeah, like if you guys haven't seen this movie if you've it. seen the, only the remake Go watch the cat scene. <laughs> Just, yeah, let, let the right one in, the cat scene. I'm sure something will come up. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm positive. But I wanted more to talk about the fucking scene in the hospital where oh, she dude. asked them to open up the blinds. Mm-hmm. That part, I was like, she's going to commit suicide. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And it is so beautifully done with the fire. I thought it was intense. It was just jarring. I didn't expect it to fucking explode like that. (laughs) Dude, neither did I, but that made it so, like, (laughs) cool and fascinating to watch. In the remake, they had to make that even grittier. Oh, what did they do? She she looks down to her, because that character, Locke or whatever, Uh Mm -hmm. he's not exactly the same in the remake. Mm -hmm. He is just there a little bit, and he his his friend doesn't even die it's their neighbor that yeah dies. just some random dude right and so um her she obviously gets bitten she doesn't get killed she's in the hospital and she sees where the ivy's in her vein and so she goes down there and she starts like sucking, sucking her own blood out of her own arm and she looks all crazy and the nurse comes in and just opens up the blinds onto her and then she starts screaming she catches on fire and then the nurse catches on fire too because she's in proximity of the fire Fucking fire hot man <laughs> fire fire so hot you next to fire you fire god damn it that's, that's pretty dumb fire hot man fire hot <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, it was just so fucking like ridiculous. I was like, I, on one hand, I loved it because it was unbelievable, but this one is so much more tasteful, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I, I do enjoy both. And movies. it's her making the choice. Like, I don't want to be this yeah. thing, you know? Well, yeah. In this movie, it's a decision that mm-hmm. she decides to commit suicide. She asks for it mm-hmm. in the remake. It's just, she happens to be opened blind on, you know, open blind on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another crazy thing we kind of skimmed past it earlier, mm-hmm. but the um, the, uh, the the father, we'll say right. the father, yeah, yes. uh, to Ellie, um, he, I don't remember how it looked in his face mm-hmm. after the acid. I don't remember how it looked in the Remake. Americanized version. Oh, it looked like in the, the original, elephant man missing a nose. So it was extreme. Which one would you say was worse? Because when I saw the one, the Swedish version, I was like, holy shit, that's intense. It's fucking two-faced. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The Swedish one, I feel like they say that they can't identify him. Which is a little unbelievable because he has half his face. He's perfectly recognizable. My same thought. I I agree that the American decision was to make him very unrecognizable. He was also swollen to the point where it looked like he was wearing... Like a full other head on top of his I also his feel head. like that's a little more realistic to, to what would to happen. To what would happen with yeah. acid. Because I, I, well, I don't know. Because it, it, I feel like your it skin could just more glob than, off like that. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, it, with the acid. Because it, it'll break everything down. We're just going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to myth bust this bitch. All right, guys. I, Who doesn't want the I face? recommend I become Two-Faced. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I liked both versions. I liked the way they both looked. Mm-hmm. I think the 
Swedish version where he's missing more of his face is kind of a better idea of, of it was acid. so shocking to me yeah and, and the was reveal like, was so much cooler as to where in the remake it was just yeah he looks horrifying and here he is check it out mm-hmm. um i like that there was some sort of understanding between the two of them that like if it came down to it she would let him eat his blood yeah that's it, probably what he wanted you know yeah, yeah true no but when he falls over the window and he thunks on the fucking entrance to the oh, hotel. God. It's just like, damn. The hospital. The hospital, yeah. yeah. The, the vampire yeah, hospital. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, in the remake, he splatters like he was just uh, exploded by Dr. Manhattan. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> he looks like fucking Rorschach on the fucking snow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> just the way you described that. <laughs> like, the the snow and his blood was one of Rorschach's faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um no so there is this theme this idea that i kind of picked out of both versions of this Uh movie where there is this sort of like homoerotic um or even genderless idea that both movies kind of like don't know how to touch on in a weird way Mm. where she explicitly says I ain't a girl. I am not a girl. And then we, in the Swedish version, we see a part where he's peeking into the room and there's like a crack. Yeah. What was that? It looked like it was like stitching. Like maybe she had been scarred somehow. Um, Yeah. But maybe Ellie is actually Eli at one point. Mm -hmm. You know? So so it's interesting to, to look at it that way and the implications it's trying to bring. Mm-hmm. Because also, I feel like Locke's like obsession with Yoke or what, mm-hmm. whatever these Shock, guys' yeah. names yeah. are, th- he he like he's like backhand not backhands but he's like stop it woman like I'm I'm worrying about my friend right yeah. now you know what I mean it there's almost like this un unbreakable love that he has for his best friend and then in the remake instead of calling him instead of calling Oscar or Owen like squeal little pig squeal he calls him little girl what are you gonna do about it little girl oh okay and there's Mm. almost like a like a constant egging of like i wish you were a little girl you know what i mean where the bully is kind of like putting that on owen maybe it just shows it just shows that that boys just love better (laughs) than than girl there you go (laughs) no it's just interesting that there is obviously something here about the whole gender or about the whole yeah or even the dad who is absent from the remake and how he has this Dude. best friend who shows up and he's like okay time to stop hanging out the and, way we were i have to hang out with my best friend now super fucking awkward mm-hmm. in the original like the way that they hang he just up. showed like, up he just shows up and he's kind of looking at him like hey your kid's around but are we gonna fuck yeah like that's <laughs> it's, that's those okay, are the so that's eyes what, okay that's what y'all got i, I was so jar that was that scene was jarring for me because i was torn between okay this is either a gay lover or like a, a pedophile gang- no or like a gangster <laughs> i thought he was like, a pedophile to, to like get something from the dad and the dad's obviously got like a more like like you. shitty life than we were uh, to expect up until I was, this point you know i was worried that seeing him um because the way that oscar reacts to him it almost looked like he was like assaulting oscar in the past or something like that oh, see i saw it and as so a- i didn't think about like, like anything 
like uh, homosexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think anything like that until you said anything. But but that makes more sense because I felt it was like like hey, you're the reason my parents aren't together. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, exactly like the air of the, yeah. the situation. Like you're right? the reason my mm-hmm. parents have split up because yeah. my dad wants you. And your beans. Yeah. And your beans. <laughs> your apple beans. He wants to let the wrong one in. You know? <laughs> he wants to re- let the right one in, but in a different place. <laughs> um, no, so, uh, yeah, so there's just this this kind of, like, dancing around this idea of homoerotic or mm-hmm. homosexuality mm-hmm. that this movie wants to venture into. But never fully plants its foot I down I feel on. like it's it must be references from the book or the remake is referencing the original and there's no real plunging of this idea anywhere p- apparent in this movie. I think that's also, um, we, you could also look at it a different way that the sexual ambiguity of this movie mm-hmm. kind of plays into who the main characters are, their children. True. You know, and as a child, you're you're not gonna really know a hundred percent what you what you like. I mean, yeah, a lot of people do. Some people don't, but for the most some people part, will never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, when you're fucking twelve, thirteen years old, you have boys that are your friends and girls that are your friends. You don't have boyfriends and girlfriends. You don't really care for the most part. At least here in America. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, I would I would say like it's around that time that you really. Start getting an inkling of what you like, especially twelve year old. Exactly, mm-hmm. so, twelve years old. So I yeah. can I can see the sexual ambiguity of the whole movie just being an aspect of Oscar or like venturing yeah. into this whole idea of sex at all. Yeah, exactly, or not sex explicitly, but, but just you know. like what he might like because mm-hmm. you want to. The the movie's open ended, so right. you you eventually believe that. He probably lives a long life with her. Maybe he falls in love. Maybe he's already in, quote unquote, in love with mm-hmm. Ellie. Um, so, like, maybe this is him going through the process of finding out what he likes, you know? Right. It, so, it, it's just kind of maybe his, she is, his, his growth. Yeah, you know? she is like a representation of exactly what he will be going forward, like, sexually. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a cool idea. Um I want to plug something that we have done in the past. Go ahead and go listen to our Sex Criminals episode. It's a very mm. sex-positive episode. Definitely. And it's more explicit than this is, where we're yeah. kind of like having to dance around words just because I don't want to blame this movie for falsely showing... You a know. weird vagina. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, by it, the way, when I saw that, I was like, "Why would they show us that?" Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I found agree. that very upsetting, and I was like, I almost had to ask Ashley alone to rewatch that part I so did, she could explain it to me because I didn't want to look at it again. No, I I did the exact same thing with Amber. Really? <laughs> yes. I was like, she was like, "What was that scar?" I was like, "Oh, so there was a scar there." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm glad you recognized that anatomy better. Fuck yeah. out. I was just like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Like, but um, it also makes me. I know it sounds silly, but it's like obviously the father character is someone who has been through an Oscar type arc with her. Right. Where he obviously became infatuated with her at a young age and was willing to help her all these years. But why? Yeah, we don't. I feel like we don't get a really good explanation on why, especially if she's not a, a mortal creature that you could ever truly love in any right. of those kinds of it ways. More be, than like on an emotional scale, you know. Maybe it's like the whole succubus nature of it, where mm-hmm. she has kind of entranced them, and it's not explicitly said. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the whole idea of like the sex, and it's like the sex you'll never be able to reach, or something like that. You know what I mean? There's just so many more metaphors that are stacking up on this movie that. 
we'll just never be able to really yeah. get into. I mean, exactly. There's a lot of uh, open-endedness or, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff to be uh, just interpreted, but in like the way that isn't frustrating, mm-hmm. I, would, I would argue, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. I think it's nice for us to have to think on and be like, why, why was that the way that is? Where yeah. are they going to go from here? You know, yeah. and the, having those, being able to imagine those things out, I think is better for the audience than if any of it would have been more aggressively explained. Yeah, know? I agree. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so the guy who's looking for his friend, Mm -hmm. he ends up going into her apartment and uncovering her, like you were saying, coffin style bed. Um, how did you guys feel about that part where he like intrudes and he's like, did you find it like, fuck, is he going to kill her? Like, what were you expecting? I thought Oscar was going to kill him. So it was a big surprise for me that he just like yelled at him. And then he turned around and she finished the job. Cause I really thought he was, that was going to be his truly coming to Uh, her side where he'd be like, here's the first kill I brought you, you know? So I was a little surprised that he didn't be the one to actually finish him off. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I thought that was probably the scariest part of the movie for me because it was just so much build up to where you're like, dude, stop it. Yes. Yeah. Stop exactly. it right now. You're you're not gonna get out of this the way you That's want how to. I felt the entire time as well. <laughs> so in the remake, that character or that those things that that character goes down those paths mm-hmm. that of like investigation and stuff like that is a cop in the remake. Yeah. And. During that scene, I was feeling like, fuck, what the fuck is going to happen? You know, I thought maybe he was going to get spooked and shoot Owen or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what would, what to expect, you know. And so when she hops up and, and kills him and then in both versions, we get the scene where she's like, I have to go now. Mm-hmm. Like it made more sense in the remake because she just killed a fucking the police cop. officer yeah. Yeah. as to where they've killed Party. multiple dudes now. You know what I mean? In the in the original. But I, I think. It was more just she the fact that she killed him in their house, True. in her house where she was staying, and people probably knew where he was. If he could find her, yeah, anybody they, could find exactly. her. I mean, I thought that was a good idea of the original is that don't bring the whole body home. Yeah. Drain mm-hmm. him of the blood you need. Leave them somewhere in a different city and just bring the blood. That's all you really need yeah. back with you. I thought that was such a smart idea versus trying to, like, lug around an entire corpse that you then have to hide yeah know? exactly so, um i would agree with that that that's probably why because she is probably has about the strength of a 12 year old that's something else i like that she obviously doesn't have superhuman strength right. it's not like she's like ripping people i would apart. argue that she does well she has the ending heightened movie. strength it's maybe heightened but like when she's killing Jacques under the bridge for the first time she ha- he has to get that close to her because that's the only way she's really mm-hmm. going to be able to like get him like yeah and then once she's attached to you then there's like no really getting her off but it's not like she's so strong she could just walk up and like pick you up and be like, yeah. Ah, yeah yeah snap your neck and I, drain your blood you know i mean the only reason i would say that she kind of has like super strength is just because of the way she slaughters the fucking children mm-hmm. at the end of it. Well, the, but you can argue they're children. The, yeah. Children are weak. And that bitch can fly. <laughs> so yeah. that's why we see oh, her yeah. like dragging someone Dude. through the water like so that. So that scene I was just waiting. Sick. The entire time I was waiting for the arm to fall off. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, yeah. But that scene has one of the things I hate in all mm-hmm. Okay. storytelling which is an old like a, an older brother a significantly older sibling willing to beat up or severely harm pretty a, much kill a young child yeah because they like got back at their shitty sibling who obviously bullies them i don't know it's just like that whole dynamic yeah. it's probably accurate but also drives me nuts every time it has to be used love- it's like oh we'll just get the bigger version yeah. of the bully to come now be the bully that <laughs> yeah that's the solve um like i would have liked it if it would just been connie fucking pissed about his ear yeah coming back to be like i'm gonna fuck you up now you know mm-hmm. um so that was a little bit of a bummer but exactly same thing as soon as it, you get the just the arm 
Mm-hmm. And you can only see that in Oscar. I was like, that arm's coming off yeah. any second now. <laughs> After the podcast, I'll show you guys the remake version of that because, like everything else, it's darker and grittier. Um, I also love the fact that she left the... The fat one alive. Who you would perceive to be the youngest of the little boys alive. (laughs) The cowardly boy. Well, he's the one who really didn't want to be involved the whole time. So it almost really... Well, that's... She she might have... Because you got to imagine that she had been watching them. For at least a little while. For a while, especially after he said... uh, He told her what happened and Mm -hmm. she told him to fight back. And then she... He was like, but what if... You know, and then she's like, well, then I'll help you. And so I love that they foreshadow that pretty much at the beginning of the movie. But yeah. Um, no, I did appreciate that she left the one kid alive, and we also don't even, it's not even directly given it to us. You just kind of have to notice that he's still just sitting there he's covering, crying. covering his eyes. Yeah. Well, you could hear him crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have the volume that high. Oh, okay. were, you, were you like listening to it in your headphones? No, no, no. I, I was watching it on my phone. Okay. It was earlier today. <laughs> oh, you know what? It was, um, it was while I was in the shower. I was watching it. I had put my phone like really high up where it can't get wet. Oh, okay. I, like away from the shower head. You watch movies in all kinds of places, um, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. And um, I had my little uh, my little speaker that I brought uh, like not okay. that long, long ago. And so yeah, it was that speaker goes pretty loud. Was your mom just like knocking on the door like I was Damien, Damien, why why are we hearing Swedish? <laughs> I was at Amber's. Why are the Swedish screaming in there, Damien? I basically <laughs> This is her this is your house. mom knocking on the door. <laughs> no, that's me in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Watching let the right one yeah, in. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, kill those kids. Oh, uh, <laughs> Um, no, I was I was at Amber's. Okay, I basically live at Amber's. So your mom was just like, <laughs> I hate you so much. God damn it. Okay, so I mean, let the right one in. It's ratings. Um, hold on. I, there's Fine. one more thing I want to say. I feel like this movie looks like it was shot in the fucking '80s. Like it had this perfect yes. fuzz over it. Everything felt and looked and acted like it was literally a movie that was like transferred to high definition from the eighties. Amber asked me when this movie was filmed, and I was like, "I think the eighties. And we looked it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's two thousand eight, like two thousand eighties." And I was just wondering, like, was. Is Sweden just like a little behind in style? <laughs> I think it was or... going back to stylistic choices and it being wanting yeah. to be look more artsy fartsy. And mm-hmm. I'm Fair assuming enough, yeah. Thomas Alfredson being like, probably really appreciating uh, 80s movies. Maybe and the, they also to... don't really tell you a year. Yeah, yeah. no, the they movie. don't explicitly sell, tell you so, a year. So he even kind of dresses like the 70s and mm-hmm. it's maybe to show that like maybe Sweden's behind a couple of years or he's not. Like Oscar isn't that well off his family, so he has to dress kind of seventies ish. Yeah. Or maybe like they just want to give the idea that this is kind of like a timeless, yeah, story Space, that it could be yeah. happening in like any time. Because we don't even get like cell phones or anything like that. No, no. Yeah, even I'm, re- I'm trying to see when the novel came out. The novel came out in 2004. Oh, damn! They were just wow. Yeah. <laughs> The, they're so like this was a years, smash hit like immediately four yeah. years to make a movie and then they're like we did four years last time let's cut that in half, half yeah. two years we'll make another movie yeah so it takes place in stockholm in the early 1980s okay um that's so what i wanted to say was i feel like this movie accidentally at least implanted it into the minds and readied the zeitgeist mm-hmm. for stuff like it and stranger things yeah. to suddenly 
harken on the 80s mm-hmm. well the it like recent adaptation more mm-hmm. specifically yeah um to harken on the 80s and make it take place in the 80s because that felt more nostalgic to this kind of idea where it's right. kids being scared of shit all mm-hmm. the time you know and kids nowadays just don't give a fuck about <laughs> and, it's and it's even like how technology affects the ability to be scared and stuff because right. you know like you know back in the 80s the, the limitation of like phone technology and things like that allows these stories to be more real and right. you know and scary versus now we'd be like oh you just turn on your phone flashlight yeah. you know like why would you walk into a dark room yeah. we, i have a flashlight in my pocket at yeah. all yeah. times <laughs> exactly. you know? that's why you have to have the obligatory uh, obligatory what is that the right word obligatory obligatory, obligatory? yeah the obligatory. obligatory scene of uh the main character looking at their phone being like it's dead fuck yeah. i forgot to charge it you know yeah. Because that's something we do with I'm now. Like, <laughs> I'm be like, oh, I'm about to wander into the scary forest. Should turn my find my iPhone on. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what? I bought a portable charger. Yeah. I'll take it with me. There you, know? you go. Exactly. So I think I think that has a lot to do with it. In my personal opinion, that it would be so much harder to tell stories like this with mm-hmm. just the way technology and the world is now. You know, Pennywise wouldn't be able to be crawling out of the sewers. You know, I'd be like, oh, my ring caught him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be just some hoodlum down the street like, hey yo, Pennywise coming out of there. So he like knows his name. He's like, Yeah, I see that dude every day. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so let's do ratings. Ratings. Um so someone go. Let the right one in. Four point Really? Yeah. Nice. Because this movie is a genre that I fucking hate. And usually won't even delve into, which is like mm-hmm. genuine horror, and yet it's done in such a beautiful way, um, and in inter- entertaining way that I think it's uh, something that anybody could watch and enjoy. In my yeah. honest opinion, I think most people, it most people could sit down and watch this film and really enjoy it. You know, so I think for that reason and the fact that I enjoyed it more than I expected, um, go to a nice little four Awesome, Paul Damien, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll give it a 3.7. 3.7, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Kenny on this. Um, the fact that uh, this isn't the type of movie that I like. Um, but I, I wouldn't really say it's more horror. It it To me, it leans mm-hmm. more on like the fantastical love side that mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The um, Twilight. Yeah, exactly. Um, where you get like a pedophile vampire um, involved, which is weird. I don't understand why <laughs> these tropes keep happening, yeah. but... Um, if Edward had revealed I, himself and there was just stitching there, I would have been... Yeah, it would have been, okay, cool, they can't have sex. Cool, it's not that weird anymore. Right. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, b- besides that, yeah. um, th- this really isn't the type of music that I movie. music movie that I'd be uh, generally watching. Yeah. Um, but it, like Kenny said, it does such a good job that anybody, whether you're looking for that or looking for a horror film or just mm-hmm. looking for a film to watch anybody can watch this and get something out of it get what they want out of it you know i agree yeah no i agree with both of you i feel like with this movie specifically the original it was all about it being a horror movie mm-hmm. while putting the horror second or third on the list yes and i really really enjoyed that about mm-hmm. this movie i i love this movie it was jarring mm-hmm. after, right after watching the remake because the it is literally black and white, the differences, where you will see the lights on in any building in the original. They're always, always off. 
in the remake. Wow. Like That's the pool scene funny. is black. The their her like room is black. Everything is black. Even the snowy stark white is black. black. They're like vampires don't like any light. <laughs> yeah. Any light. <laughs> and so yeah, no, it's it's just it's jarring to see the differences that you know, a studio head must have thought, mm. well, this movie has to be more Americanized. Yeah. And it's this too is bright. this is yeah. how we do it. And it, it was literally painful. It, like the the scene where we see her slightly turn into an older woman mm-hmm. at one point in this right. original. I don't know if it happened in the remake or not. Because Ooh. it was too fucking dark the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> frankly. Like um Oh, you wouldn't understand this reference. Never mind. Were you going to talk about Supernatural? No, I was going to say like uh, Game of Thrones, one like the oh. second and last episode dark. Oh. Like, um, it was pretty dark. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really do enjoy this movie. I'm going to give it a 3.9. Nice. Oh, okay. And yeah, that wraps up this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about Perfect Blue, directed by Satoshi Kon. Um, I don't know if I've seen that. This movie... Oof. I might have. I think I have. I might change this movie just because this oh. movie is very heavy when it comes to very explicitly sexual things. Yeah. Do you... I mean, I knew that going in. in okay. In case you change it, do mm-hmm. you have any idea what you might change it to? No, but I'll have like a funny... like I'll have like Dr. Phil or something right here. Say. Dr. Filler? Yeah. Dr. <laughs> he'll, he'll filler it. He'll filler it uh, in, man. Yeah. Hello, it's me, Doc Phil. Next week, the boys will be talking about Perfect Blue by Satoshi Kon, but also Paprika as well. Thanks. Gotta go crack open a beer now with my bare knuckles. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. That's in our show notes, as yeah. always. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. Give us give us them DMs. I want to fucking talk to you guys. <laughs> um, give us a good one, and we'll read it on our cast next week. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. So we'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.